Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Welcome to Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your host, Grant Fedorik, and for the next 30 minutes, I have the privilege of listening to and sharing a very real life story about not just lifestyle, health, or well-being, but a journey from what started as a pretty significant car accident for somebody and how they went through it um, with all of you amazing people. So welcome to Christine Schneider. Thank you for giving me your time today. Yeah, not a problem. I'm glad to be here. And thank you for sharing your story with everybody out there. Um, I know many people have been through car accidents, but and every no two are the same. But I think yours is one that people would love to hear about, and particularly your story and how you've kind of come to be where you're at today. So why don't we start with the actual accident? How long ago was it? Uh, it happened September 3rd of 2018. Gotcha. Yeah. And what happened? So my daughter and I were traveling back from a small little get getaway to a uh, family in, in Saskatchewan. And so we were just driving on Highway 14. And as we were just passing uh, Viking, so between Viking and Bruce, um, there was a vehicle that merged out of the lane on the other side. And unfortunately, I was in her way. Okay. And she hit me on, she hit me head on oh. on Highway 14. Okay. So what you're speeding, you're not speeding, sorry, you're at traffic speed. Yes. So yeah, at a high rate of speed. Yes. Because you're on the highway. And the other vehicle was merging, so it wasn't coming at full speed towards you, or were No, they? she was accelerating to go faster because she was trying to get around a, a semi. Oh, okay. Because she was in between two semis. Got you. So she was merging out to ex- accelerate around the semi so that she could get ahead of him. And what kind of vehicle were you in? I was in a van okay. at the time. Um, and the other was, vehicle? I believe it was... A car of some sort? I'm, I don't know. Okay. So what happened? So besides the obvious fact that you guys collided had, you know, was it right, right dead center or was it off center at all? No, it was head on. It was head on. Like right, like it smashed into, smashed my vehicle into me. Yeah. And you were wearing a seatbelt. I was wearing a seatbelt. The airbags went kapoof. Yeah. My daughter was in a five... Five uh, restraint. Thank goodness. Car, yeah. car seat still. How old was your daughter? Uh, she was four at the time. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we we ended up in a farmer's field. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I had some guardian angels. I don't even know who they are. But they came and helped us, and they called the ambulance, and... They called the police and they actually ended up calling stars for me. Yeah. Uh, because they had to airlift me back into Edmonton. And uh, so, in the process, they had to, the firefighters ended up having to use the jaws to extract uh, yeah. me from the vehicle because there was no other way to comfortably get me out of the vehicle. Right. Did the vehicle roll over? No, it just spun into the the farmer's field. Right. Uh, And at the time, I didn't know how hurt I was. Yeah. Because, I mean, you instantly go into shock. 
Yeah. So as long as uh, as long as my daughter was okay, I was like, I can deal with anything. Right. Uh, and fortunately, she was not hurt, like broken bones and stuff. It was yeah. just a lot of bruising and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it's just the mental. It's not just the physical. It's also the mental that you have to. Relive, relive, and, go, and through. Yeah. go through, and get through. Yeah. So, I mean, physically, you can you can get better, obviously, and mentally, you can get better. But you need those people in place to get you better. Yeah. So, so you were you were airlifted to what hospital? I was airlifted to the Royal Alec. Okay. And what were your injuries? So, my injuries were. Quite substantial. Yeah. Um, I, at one point, were was a polytrauma, which is three limbs being broken. Mm-hmm. So I had broken my right arm. I had shattered my right ankle. And I had broke my femur on my left side, as well as um, we later found out my hip was compromised as well. Um, but so the first, I guess, surgery you could say I had would have been them just trying to pin everything together so that they could just put the metal cages around my, my legs right, and my arms so that I could heal a little before they actually put me under for substantial surgeries. So those were for exterior fixation. Exterior fixations, yes. We're we're speaking with Christine Schneider, who had a very traumatic head-on collision at high speed. She finds herself at the Royal Alec and undergoing immediate surgery to stabilize and essentially make sure that, you know, the first thing that happens is they're trying to make sure that you're going to, you know, that your organs and everything that needs to keep you breathing and alive or good. And then the next mm-hmm. thing is we've got to put this back, this these injuries back together to some extent. Yes. And you're describing having, you know, cages, but they're, ex- they're pins that kind of come out and are yes. holding things together from the exterior um, before they can get in and start doing the other surgeries, which is kind of making them look like what they're going to need to for you to recover. That's correct. Okay. And so you're in the hospital and they've done that. How long did you, how long did you spend in the hospital? I was in the hospital. Um, well, at the Royal Alc, I was there about two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Then I was transferred to the uh, Glen Rose for another two and a half months. So the accidents happened in September of 2018. I was not released from the medical facilities until February 13th of 2019. So I was uh, was in there for about five months. Right. Um, and then once I left the Glen Rose, I was cautiously walking with a, a four-wheel walker. Yeah. How, or sorry, two-wheel walker. Sorry. Um, there's so many. So many things that I had to use to be mobile progressing progressing starting with yes. a, starting with just a walker then a four-wheeled walker then a two-wheeled walker yes. that's and, yeah, and then it, then of crutches and then a cane kind of right progress yeah um but i also unfortunately was still in a wheelchair too mm-hmm. so i had left the hospital with a wheelchair 
When you were when you were discharged, the when hospital I was to discharged. the Glenrose or discharged from the Glenrose? When I was discharged from the Glenrose. I right. was still in a wheelchair, but I was still able to mobilize as mm-hmm. long as I had my two-wheel walker. Right. And I, I, I don't know that everybody out there, we talk about the Glenrose on different shows because um, different people have different experiences with where they went after injury. Uh, for those listening, the Glenrose is really this uh, is a hospital for rehabilitation. So it's you you're not able to go home yet because your injuries are still so significant that you need to be working at getting strong enough and mobile and being able to do the things that you need to do to function at home, like stairs or even walking with a walker, for instance. Um, and that's what, where the Glenrose comes in. So it's, it's kind of like, it is, it's not kind of like it is physio constantly going on and medical kind of all at the same time, but in a hospital setting. That's correct. Yes. And, and of course you're cared for uh, our, 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 Doctors out there are so amazing. So you were in the Glenrose for another two months, then you're discharged, and then what? Um, then I was discharged. Unfortunately, I still couldn't go home because uh, I'm, you know, I'm still recovering. Yep. So having a family and having that family support, even if it's friends, family mm-hmm. is huge in recovery is huge, huge, huge Yeah, because I ended up moving in with my parents for, I'd say about six months Okay, before I even was even able to go home to my right. own home. But even then I still needed someone there for me throughout the day. Yeah. And that's a common theme. And when we come back after the break, I think you're going to hear the other side of this journey, which is one uh, that, you know, is takes fortitude and a lot of work. And I think there's a lot for people to learn from Christine right after the break here on Life Shouldn't Hurt on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be right back can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Thanks for joining us today on Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your friendly neighborhood physiotherapist from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Remember, you too can share your ideas, stories, and feedback with me on Twitter at Leading Edge PT. Today, we've been so fortunate to talk to Christine Schneider, who's sharing her story about uh, her significant car accident, a head-on collision at a high rate of speed, which led to multiple surgeries, multiple fractures, and we're just picking up when she left the Glenrose. And and you went to stay with your parents and your family. Yes, I so I went to stay with my friend or my family. Um thankfully because then at the time I couldn't drive so my I had family driving me to physio and all the appointments I needed. Um and so we just started our new normal. And as I left the Glen Rose, I went to a physical therapy clinic almost right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a couple months, I wasn't happy with the way I was progressing. Mm-hmm. So one late night, I couldn't sleep and I was just searching the internet and I came across Leading Edge Physio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had this thing called a zero gravity machine. And I was like, well, what's this? So of course I did my research and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. 
Yeah. So I made an appointment and I went to went to them in Windermere. Okay. Uh, I went there with a wheelchair. Uh, my physical therapist and my dad helped me get into the machine, and I started at a zero point two, which, for reference, no fit, uh, no treadmill starts at zero point two. Right. They start at point five. Correct. So this was extremely slow. Yeah. And I almost cried because I did ten minutes without. Yeah, I hurt, but I, I still did 10 minutes, Yeah, but not nearly as much as I thought it would hurt. Yeah, because the zero-gravity treadmill uses air pressure to reduce, for those listening, reduce the amount of pressure that a person's putting on their lower body. So somebody who has got, you've got basically down to 20% of your body weight. That's it's correct. like walking on the moon. And so somebody who otherwise would have difficulty moving mm-hmm. can start to regain some function like walking weight-bearing, and then progressively increase it. Yes, that's correct. Um, And so that's what I did, is I started doing that. Uh, Unfortunately, I had a bit of a setback Mm -hmm. um, because at the time we didn't know my hip was compromised. So I started experiencing unexplained pain. So fast forward a couple of months, I ended up having to have uh, my hip replaced. Gotcha. Uh, and then also the rod in my femur had to be replaced. Right. So then I started like, basically I was like starting at zero again, but not really because I had gotten the strength from all the other. Right. Yeah. Helps uh, in your recovery when you were already working toward, you know, walking and regaining Uh some of the strength. And when she was referring to the rod in her femur, what they'll do when they when when a femur when that long bone in your thigh is fractured in order to stabilize it they actually there's a there's a canal in the middle of your bone that carries blood called the intermedullary canal and what they do is they put a rod down that canal in order to stabilize the femur but when she had her hip replacement that would have had to come out in order to do the the hip replacement so so now you're back again So then I, after about a month of uh, not being able to do physical therapy, um, I went back and I started using the zero gravity machine. I still had, you know, my physical therapist um, work on my ankle, work on my leg or my hip uh, because the ankle was also quite compromised. Right. Um, It's even to this day, you know, still gives me, you know tweaks and you know it's I'm never gonna not be in physio in some way uh but because of where I went and just the progression that I got and the support I got I was able to move from going three times a day or three times sorry three times a week down to two times down to one time down to every two weeks and a lot of the work you're doing now you do in between now I go every two weeks yeah. and that's more for my own comfort, my own, uh, it just helps me to walk better. It yeah. makes me feel better, Good. you know, and for those that are in this situation and you just want to say, you know what, I want to give up. Don't. But yeah, you know, the days suck and yeah. I'll be honest, it will really hurt and you will not want to get out of bed and you will not want to move. But I found if you didn't move, then you were not going to move. We're talking with Christine Schneider, who's 
unfortunate, significant accident, a head-on collision at a high rate of speed led to a long recovery over the last several years. Um, and great advice. Uh, and we say it all the time. Movement is the key. Be getting moving and, and in those times when you really don't feel like you should is probably the most important times to actually move mm-hmm. and exercise and, and achieving goals all play a role in not just the physical recovery, but the whole recovery of the whole human being, which includes obviously our, that mental side and spiritual and you name it. And I think that's great advice. What other advice? Because yours is you, you boy. There, there, you've, you've touched on so many different things, but there must have been obstacles all along the way. Um, do you have other advice for people? Well, besides not giving up, yeah, find the right fit for your medical condition, your medical injuries. If you're at a, if you're at a physical therapist and it's not working for you, don't be afraid to not move. Mm-hmm. Not to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. I'm going to go and try this. Yeah. Oh, well, this isn't working for me. I'm going to go and try this. Right. Um, I found that with the people that I found, I was able to heal. And I was fortunate enough, enough that when COVID hit, mm-hmm. I was still critical enough, if that's a, if that's a good thing, yep. to be able to still go three times a week. Right. Um, do the exercises. Even if you're like, I don't want to do them, do the exercises. Do what you're asked to do. If it still hurts, use the braces that they're giving you. Yeah. You know, just listen to your medical people. Even if you think they're wrong, they're not. Yeah. You know, um, but just find the right people to help you. I, that's so important, that relationship that you kind of have with the person that you're working with in both directions. Because... <laughs> You know, certainly it can be inspiring you. It can give you the confidence to listen to them, uh, but also it can just give you a level of comfort when you're around them. And we say that all the time. On a previous show, I talked about compassion and humor, even in that, in those circumstances. So somebody like yourself who's been in a horrific uh, accident and has so many things that have happened to you still to find levity or humor in situations like things that aren't going great can play a role in your recovery. Um, but it has to be done in a, in a, in the right way and with the right person with the person you can trust. And, and I think that's huge advice too. Absolutely. Um, how, how about at home? You, you had, you mentioned how much support you had, I think leaning on that and, and not being afraid to ask for help. Would you agree? Yes. You have to ask for help. If you have trouble going to get groceries, figure out a way to do it. Ask for help. Um, I was never a person to ask for help. Now I am. Because you have to ask for help because you can't do it alone. You could try, but it's easier if you have help. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Even now, you know, I get my groceries delivered because it's easier. Um, You know... Mobility-wise, I have trouble still. Yes, I'm now walking with a cane, but I also have a motorized scooter, my granny mobile. And (laughs) I love it because it allows me to leave my home and be able to go grocery shopping, to go to the mall with my daughter, to just go for a walk. 
you know, or let her ride her bike and me just scooting behind her. Yeah. It allows me to go on vacation for the first time in five years. Yeah. Because I have that mobility device. Yeah. Move, listen to the advice you're given. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help and uh, have and stick to it. And, and you'll end up just like Christine, who's made her way through a significant injury, injuries. And we're so thankful to have you here today to share your story. Thank you, Christine, for joining us. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. And thank you, everybody, for listening to us today. We're here making a difference, trying to inspire, teach, and share real-life stories, a chance to leave our communities healthy and vibrant. And, of course, you're all an important part of this journey. Until next week, everybody, I'm Grant Fedorik. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt. Unfortunately, it hurts for Christine, but she's done a great job of getting through it. Thank you for your time, Christine. I appreciate everybody for your time and trust. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week here on the Chorus Radio Network. Music.